Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us David Wood. How are you, David? I'm good and better, better now for being here on your show. Oh, thank you so much, David. And um, we're so excited to talk to you about everything today. And I'm so grateful that you came on the show. We always like to kind of allow the guests to introduce and kind of explain everything that you're involved with. And we'll take it from there. Okay, sure. Well, I used to be a consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies, and I was a nerd for businesses and systems and making money. And that was exciting for me. And then I discovered personal growth. I discovered that I didn't know anything about emotional intimacy and vulnerability and deep connection and leadership and influence and, and even sales. And so the last 20, 25 years of my life have been about diving into my own inner world, doing the work on myself. And as I discover things, I, I share it with others. Awesome. I love that. And so important. I have, I'm very similar to you as well. Um, not about the systems and everything, but about the transformation I, I experienced. Um, and it is an inner game. Um, life, business, almost everything is an inner game. Yeah. So, so now what I do is I work mm -hmm. with business owners because I'm an entrepreneur myself. So mm -hmm. that's really fun. But I, I tell everybody, if all you want is more money, don't come to me. There are plenty of people who help you with that. Come to me if you want more money, but that's not the end goal. You want your life to be great. You want deeper connections with your kids. You want to be more self-expressed. You want to be a stronger leader. You want to be more courageous. Mm -hmm. I deal with the whole person because it's impossible to separate yeah. business from life. It's so true. And I wanted to talk to you about the component of how you say, you know, increasing your courage by 30% can double your revenues and your, and your happiness. How, what is that? Can you explain more about that? Yeah. Well, we tend to live in our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. We're creatures of comfort. You know, if, if my cup of tea isn't hot enough, I'm complaining. Uh, <laughs> we get on a, on a plane, we're traveling in the sky. The, the, the chair doesn't go back far enough and the Wi-Fi is too slow. You know, it's bouncing off a satellite and we're like, oh, it's too slow. So we want, we want comfort. And the problem is, it is the comfort zone can get pretty uncomfortable over time. And if we really want to live, uh, I think we need to be a bit uncomfortable. Uh, you know, your kid, if you're raising a child, you wouldn't want your child to be comfortable all of the time, particularly as a father. Uh, I imagine we were like, hey, I get a, you know, let's push the kid a little bit, you know, try it in the deep end and see what that's like. So I'm a big fan of finding what's edgy. Find your edge. Don't go way beyond it, but find it. In a business, it might be asking a celebrity for an endorsement. It might be, uh, I recently, this is scary for me, I asked Alan Alda if he would be on my podcast. Um, it might be calling 10 prospects and saying, hey, would you like to work with me or you want to be a client? It might be calling a big alliance partner or for me, Getting on Entrepreneurs on Fire was a really big deal and a little, this is a little bit scary. And then it happened. It was like, woo. So 30% more courage. Here's a great exercise. Grab a piece of paper, write at the top, what would I do if I was fearless? You don't have to do it all, but just at least let's find out what would I do in my business if I was absolutely fearless and shameless and what would I do in life? 
if I had no fear. And then you might circle two or three things on there that feel a bit edgy, but not, not too scary and go and do that. Go and do it. Yeah. Do that as a practice. Uh, one friend recently called it practicing deliberate discomfort, deliberate discomfort. You can do a cold shower. That's pretty uncomfortable for me. And, uh, but it's a good practice to say, well, if I can have a cold shower and be uncomfortable and maybe get the health benefits from that, I can go and do this. This is why we have people walk over coals at Tony Robbins events mm, Yes, is, is just to practice something that's a bit scary um, so that the mind can learn, oh, hey, I didn't die from that. Look at that. Maybe I could practice something else that's a bit scary. Yeah. Have, what is the biggest edge that you face? Like what did you do in your life that uh, was uncomfortable or out of your comfort zone? Whoa. That top thing, you know? Yeah, I like that question. One of the scariest things I've done was going on national television dressed in a kilt on the Australia's gong show. Basically, you, oh, yeah. do a quick, you do an act, and if you get through 10 seconds without them gonging you off, that's lucky. So it, it can be a bit humiliating. And I'm not a good singer. And I went on, on stage to promote my business at the time, which was uh, an entertainment business. And I went and did that. And I, I literally peed my pants just <laughs> a little bit in the green room. I was that scared. Three drops. You can imagine of urine came out. So that, you know, that was one of the, and I'm wearing a kilt yeah. and now I'm, now I'm imagining peeing my pants on national oh, television, which made it worse. Yeah. But if I can do that to promote my business, yeah. what are you willing to do mm. to promote your business? And something else that came to mind, um, and this might be a bit of a tease. I don't share the details partly because of my own privacy and partly because it involves someone else. Okay. But I did, I, I did something when I was a kid that was illegal and, uh, and, it, and it really could have hurt someone. And I decided later in life that I needed to confess and I needed to apologize and risk prosecution and risk prison because, oh, because I, felt, I felt bad about it. And I wanted to make it right if I could. So I tracked the person down and I said, hey, this thing that happened back then, it was me. And I'm really sorry. And how can I make it right? And I could have gone to prison for that. That was the scariest thing wow. that I've done in my life. And, and how I, it took me a few years to build up the courage. But what gave me the courage was writing down the consequences the possible consequences and asking myself, am I willing to accept those consequences or at least risk them? And I, the answer was yes. I'm willing to risk this to apologize to another human being. And uh, I'm so glad I did. So is this part of like, you know, when you're working on your inner world and you're working on yourself, was this part of that, that transformation that you had to kind of um, go out and, and kind of apologize for the stuff that you have done in the past. Yeah. 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 It's a big um, one, right? What, what happened is, well, that one was so big. It never came up in any course that, that, that I did, but, but I got the grounding. I, I did go and do the landmark forum by landmark, by landmark education.com. And they'd have me create a, create a list of people that I felt incomplete with. I'm like, what's incomplete? I didn't even know what it meant. 
But they said, well, anyone you wouldn't want to pass on the street. Is this someone maybe you feel guilty about some stuff you did? Maybe there are people that you hate and that you're, you're annoyed at. And initially, I only had like three or four people I could come up with because the brain tends to hide those things from you. And I didn't want to call any of those people on the list. Uh, one of them on the list was, was my mother and um, telling her that I loved her. We didn't say that in our family. And I never said, I love you. And I was terrified to call her from the US. She's in Australia and say, hey, there's something I've never told you. I want to tell you, I love you. All of these things were very scary for me. But each time I did it, I built the resilience and I built a bit more. Um, I was able to handle other conversations. Then I'd go and do the second course with Landmark and they had me create another list. I'm like, oh, come on. We did this. Said, well, who else in your life? And I go back to a boss that um, I'd, I'd threatened to sue. And I wondered if he harbored any ill will from that uh, 15 years earlier. And so I, I, with coaching and with support, I called him. Had the most amazing conversation. He said, well, I imagine at the time I didn't like having to part with the money for the settlement, but no big deal. It's all water under the bridge. I said, okay, great. How are you? We had the most personal conversation we'd ever had. He told me about his divorce. He told me about how it was since then. It was a wonderful connection. So I'm a big fan of finding those edgy things. Even Just the fact that it's edgy for you shows that there's potential value. So this, yeah, is so incredible. And also that edginess brings out a lot of qualities I find as well. When you push yourself to out of your comfort zone. Do you what agree? do you mean? What, what's an example? Like you, of for example, like the confidence level increases, your um, understanding towards others increases, um, joy, love, you know, like a lot of those different feelings because I've done something similar as well. And and almost all personal development, they always talk about that, right? Make the, you know, find those people they had a problem with and make, make men's with them. Right. So yeah, and it, yeah. It, 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 you just feel so incredible. Like it's just a very, very exciting type of a feeling that I found that those qualities come out, like the stuff that you don't use on a regular basis, you find them intensify by letting go. Yeah, that's a good point. I think initially it can feel terrifying. Yeah, of course. And the, and the brain course. says, no way. Like, no way am I calling that bully from high school and saying, hey, I've resented you for 20 years and I'm letting it go. No way do I want to do that. No way do I want to call someone where I did something illegal and I could go to prison. Like, yeah, it's uncomfortable for sure. It's but, hard. But, but you're right. Once we do it. Yes. I just was on a Zoom call two days ago with a prison inmate. She's just gotten out of prison and we've been doing some, some, some uh, volunteering going and teaching prison inmates some of these skills. And she got out and she shared how she used the technology. She was terrified because her brother had abused her sexually when she was younger and she'd started sharing her story and she started sharing it publicly and now on video and someone went and posted the video on Facebook saying, look how wonderful my, my friend, my friend is now she was terrified. And, and I'm giving you an extreme example, listeners, 
So, cause, cause if you can, if she can face this, then we can face anything, but she was terrified to call her brother and tell him that she was starting to speak publicly about what he had done. And she was terrified that he would be angry because she loves him. And she decided to risk it and to use the tools and go and have it, go and confront this. And she chose to do that versus going and getting high, which is how she got into trouble in the first place. Huge fear for her, huge choice point. She made it a good choice. And he said to her, look, if you telling the story is going to help you heal or help anyone else heal, then you go for it and you share it far and wide. The pre- I've got goosebumps right now sharing that. The, the feeling for her, I can only imagine, she said now instead of being afraid of losing her brother, she felt closer to him. She felt more connected to him and now she had permission to share it. Now that's an extreme example, but I bring it up because if she can do that, if she can face that, we don't have much of an excuse to hold back from going and telling an employee, hey, I want to talk to you about you showing up late to meetings and maybe we can shift that. Or going and telling a partner, hey, I, I broke an agreement and I want to apologize for it and make it right. You know, we don't have much of an excuse for holding on to those things if she can go and do something like that. Mm, no, for sure. That's an extreme example. That's for sure. Like, I've never heard such an example, but I can just imagine the relationship advancement between the two. Like, it's just, you, it's just, uh, you can't even get, wrap your head around the amount of love and every, uh, the, the release they must have, must have between each other now. The relationship, yes. right? Exactly. And I want to make the point too for business, like, you know, business owners listening to this or, you know, people who who like uh, producing things in the corporate world, you might be thinking, well, this is nice, this touchy feely stuff, you know, but it doesn't have any business application. I disagree completely. There's, there's so many places in business where we need to lead and every, every tough conversation you do is a leadership move. We need to go and confront those issues with the staff where things aren't quite working. We need to maybe make a confession so that we can be free. And you've got wings there, Shahid, in the background there to represent freedom. To me, this is freedom. Screwing up our courage and going and asking for everything we want and asking people to stop doing the things that aren't working for us. This is freedom. This is leadership. And I believe it directly relates to making more money uh, in the business. So if you needed another excuse or reason to do it, it will help the business. And it starts with courage. Yes. Creating courage. Absolutely. Yeah. And how do you face your fears? You just got to go do it. And that's how you develop the courage, right? Well, just do it is a a valid um, piece of advice. I think that that can work. Sometimes, You just got to do it. Sometimes you may not be ready to do it. It may be too scary. I have a checklist, a little worksheet for for tough conversations in particular, and it's called the CARE model, C-A-R-E. And you can get it at my my website. Um, uh, If you want, we can give the link out at the end of this, this episode. But this CARE model will have you go through a checklist and work out what are you afraid of? 
because initially the brain just goes, no, I'm not doing it. But if you really start to look, what could happen? What could go wrong? Well, the person could get angry with me. Okay. What else could happen? I might get fired. All right. Maybe. Is it likely? No, but it could happen. What else could happen if I, if I go and address this tough conversation? I might feel awkward. Okay. Then there'll be a checkbox. Are you willing to accept the possible consequences? Now, if you're not, okay, you're not going to go and do it. Boom. We're done. But if you are, now you can move on to the next step. What's your positive intent? Like, what do you hope could come out of this relation, out of this conversation? That's so valuable because that's how you're going to start it. You're going to start it with, hey, I was resistant to bringing this up with you because I was worried about this happening. You know, you might get angry with me, but I decided I do want to bring that up because I want to feel closer to you and I want us to feel really on the same page in the business so that we can rock it out and, and have a great working relationship. Do you have five minutes? So there, there are ways to make it less scary and, and, you know, easiest way is get a coach, get a coach, coach or mentor, go to a therapist yeah. or mentor or mastermind or something yeah. and say, Hey, I'm scared to do this and help someone. I once was on a plane and I had my guitar down the back of the plane and I had told people that I, it was going to be a breakthrough for me to actually play the guitar on the plane as a self-expression exercise. And then uh, someone said, Hey, where's the guitar? I said, ah, no one wants to hear it. You know, everyone's talking, whatever, it's going to be a pain. And she said, she gave me great coaching. She said, shut up. You're scared. (laughs) You're just scared. Go and Mm -hmm. get your guitar. Wow. That's what I needed. I needed someone to say that. So I went and got the guitar and as quietly as possible, I played and sang American Pie with my shoulders <laughs> nice. high. And a few, and this was pre 9-11, a few people got up and came and stood around me and started singing. And so now I got a sing-along going on the plane. And then the flight attendant came down the aisle and I thought she's going to shut this down. And she said, there's an old lady up in first class who was in a wheelchair. And she says that you promised her a song. I was like, oh my God, I'd had a couple of beers. And as I was getting on the plane, she said, will you sing for me later? And I said, yeah, sure. (laughs) So now I got to stand up, walk in front of everybody up the aisle with the guitar, squat down in the aisle with everyone leaning over and looking up and watching me. And I played Johnny Be Good and sang it with her. And then, and remember, this is the guy who's scared of self-expression and didn't, didn't want to, you know, wanted a breakthrough and playing in front of people. The flight attendant said, wow, that was so good. Would you be willing to do that over the PA system? Oh, wow. It kept increasing. <laughs> so here I am. We're on the way to the Bahamas. I wanted a breakthrough in my self-expression. And all of this led to me playing and singing and, um, over the PA system. Awesome. And I think that's what led ultimately to me being a professional entertainer for a year and a half and going on national TV. My point is when you find something that's edgy and you lean into it, you have no idea where it can lead. And often in my experience, it leads to greater freedom, greater self-expression, and ultimately my business takes off because of it. Mm-hmm. And I find that some, um, a lot of times people, 
limit themselves too. They kind of hold themselves back. Um, how you kind of pushed yourself out of your comfort zone to do that initial step, even though you were hiding in the chair, it led to somewhere that it created a, a, a new awareness. It created something about you that you could do so much more now. It opened up that limit, right? That, that threshold. Yeah. I like to use the metaphor from the Truman Show. Have you seen the movie, The Truman yeah. Show with Jim Carrey? Yeah. All right. Well, if you, if you haven't watched it, guys, listeners, spoiler alert, you might yeah. want to just fast forward 30 yeah. seconds. <laughs> but in The Truman Show, he has literal walls to his world, but he doesn't know it. And what, he's, yes. what his life is about is discovering those walls and breaking through them. And I believe the tough conversations we haven't had, the scary things that we don't face form the boundaries of our world. They form the walls. And every mm. time we lean into that edge and do something that's a bit uncomfortable, we push those walls back just a little bit. Keep doing that mm. every week, every month, every year, every decade. Every day. <laughs> and then by the time our life is done, our world will be so much bigger than when we began it. So speaking about comfort zone, do you have your guitar now? Yeah. You're going to play something? I do. Yeah. You want a little. Yeah. Like, let's play it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, uh, like, do I have options of songs or like, well, what, which, uh, can you, which songs, can, what options do we have? I can do some, uh, some, uh, some, you know, like fifties and sixties rock, like, um, uh, you know what? Great balls of fire. Let's do that. That's awesome. Do that? Yeah, right. let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is a first. I've done 160 podcast interviews. I've never played a song. There you go. It. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Yep. All right. Shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drive a man insane. You broke my will. Oh, what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I laughed at love because I thought it was funny. You came along and you moved me, honey. You broke my will. Oh, what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Kiss me, baby. Oh, oh, go, baby. I feel so good. Hold me, baby. I want to hold you like a love should. You're fine. You're so fine. I want to tell the world you're mine, 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 mine. I chew my nails and I twiddle my thumbs. Real nervous, but it sure is fun. Ooh, baby, you're driving me crazy. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Amazing. Awesome. So I guess your comfort level has increased tremendously from that plane ride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, awesome. It, You're pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. So it started with, I'm really scared and I'm really nervous and this is really awkward. And then playing on that plane was a big deal for me. And then I went and practiced and I learned a bunch of stuff and then I kept pushing the edge. I started, I went back to Australia, quit my job and I thought, what would I do if I had six months to do anything in the world? And I thought I would like to entertain people. So for a year and a half, I actually went to pubs and parties and on boats and on TV and just played and sang. And I wasn't great at it, but 
I had a lot of fun and I, um, now something like that is easy for me. And that's a great example. I think yeah, of, of course that was very, very scary. Now I could get on stage in front of a thousand people and just do a fun song. And it's, it's like, it's just fun for me. It's amazing. So imagine if, if say, um, 80% of what's scary for you now, Imagine if in two or three years, it was no longer scary. Imagine if you're just totally free to ask anyone to endorse your product or ask anyone to work with you or ask anyone for a date or ask anyone to go to bed. Like what if you, you know, to really push the, the envelope, what if you were just really free to be fully self-expressed? I don't know many people who have that freedom. I'm still working on it. I'm a work in progress. But self-expression feels so good when you have it, just for the sake of it. Just so true. And it helps with business tremendously. Yeah. 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 And really, really, where did this start? Like, you, you started by wanting to do this, right? But what was that point where all that transformation happened? What was that component on that plane ride that made, that got you to this point? Well, I think... I think what did it was coaching because yes. until, until I had that a coach, I, until I had a coach, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was missing. I didn't no, even but know. The what, but the lady at the, on the plane, she, she kind of pushed you, right? Said, shut up. Go. Yeah. So that coaching, that mentorship, you know, sometimes you need that hand. You need that holding that hand. You have a lot yeah. of ideas. You just need that support. And that took you there. Yeah. Well, I was in a program with a coach and it was all about self-expression. And then I, I was asked the questions like, well, where do you want to be self-expressed and how, and what does it look like? And I had no idea. And one thing that came up was, well, I'd like to, I'd like to feel more confident performing and playing guitar. So that already had me prepped. And then yes, on the plane, she was in the course with me. And so she was, she will not, I've been trying to think of her name for years. Susan Wilner, she came up in my last call as well, uh, which is really interesting. I'm going to, I'm just making a note right now. Yeah, so you don't forget. To, to, I haven't been in touch with her for 20 years. Bring her on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call and acknowledge her because she showed up in my mind in the last call. I used her as an example. And, and if that, she... Sorry to interrupt, but if she ha if she's in business or if she's in public on social media, send us her tag or her ID, and we'll tag her on the episode as well. <laughs> That's awesome! What a fun way to reconnect with her. Hey, I just mentioned you on a podcast, and um, so yeah, the the coaching pushed me in the direction. I, I wouldn't have even known what direction. I didn't even know there was a direction until I got got the nudge. Um, so that that's one thing I can attribute that breakthrough to. And then of course it's a series of steps. It wasn't just, okay, play on the plane and now I'm set. No, it's been a lifetime of coaching basically. And people, I didn't want to call that bully from high school. I'm like, no way am I calling that guy? He's going to think I'm an idiot. And I got the best coaching I've ever had. She said, so lead with that. Lead with that. If you're worried about calling him because you think he'll think you're an idiot, tell him that. I was like, wow, that's a great idea. I can do that. So I called him. I said, I'm worried you're going to think I'm a total idiot for doing this. He's like, really? 
well, what's going on? You know, and he was really curious and he was so warm and supportive. He said, this was the bully from school, right? And he said, well, what can I say or do now to help you or us move forward? What? Are you kidding? It rocked my entire world. So I've been constantly nudged and pushed in that direction. And I want that for everybody. Yeah, that's great. And are you still in touch with that gentleman? Yeah, it's been a few years now. Um, but after that phone call, a few years later, I went back to my hometown and he was there in the pub and I would have ignored him, but I uh, went up and chatted and we, we spent a couple of hours having a few drinks. And then when he left the pub at midnight, he invited a few people back to his uh, parents' house and he invited me, which I don't think he would have done before that call. And so I got to hang out with him again. And, and we used to be friends when I was five. That was part of the reason it was so difficult. And remember, this is a guy I was worried would think I was an idiot because his opinion really mattered to me. And he said to me at two in the morning, I don't think I ever would have had the courage to make the phone call you, you made. And uh, I just want to say that. And I was like, wow, this guy's not only did he not think I was an idiot, but he's really admiring and impressed. So every time we lean into our discomfort zone, you never know who's watching. You never know who's going to be impacted by that and who's going to see you as a model and decide, Oh, well, if Shahid can do that, if Betty can do that, if so-and-so can do that, maybe I could do that in my life as well. That's what you need. Sometimes you just need to hear from someone else that experienced something similar um, to get that courage. But, you know, I think the transformation that an individual will, will get for something like this, um, I don't know, it's priceless, but people don't, you don't just wake up as an entrepreneur, as a business person and say, you know what, I'm going to start, <laughs> I'm going to start make, writing letters and going back to people that affected me in my life unless they get that help, unless they get that advice, you know? So is, I'm so grateful that you're doing that kind of work with people. Thank you. What just popped into my head as you were saying that was Richard Branson. And I was thinking, you know, how, how do we want to show up as entrepreneurs? Do we want to show up as timid? Do we want to show up as being comfortable? Or do we want to show up, you know, to take a page out of Richard Branson's book? He doesn't seem to hold back. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to, uh, if he wants something, he'll just try it and he'll go for it. And I, I'm, I imagine he's been uncomfortable a, a whole bunch of times. If we can make discomfort a practice, then uh, eventually it's not going to be so uncomfortable, but we can reap all the rewards that are lying on the other side. The biggest growth, like if you really look at it, it comes from mindset, right? That's a rich, Richard's like, that's his mindset that he goes out and does these things. Even if he has trouble with it, he deals with it, but that's what he's working on. And that's what we have. We have our inner world that pushes us forward. Yes. Right. So yes. what was the one thing that you wish you'd known when you began your journey? I wish that I had the communication skills that I have now. Communications like breathing. We, we use it all the time or we could be using it all the time. And we don't even know what's, what we're missing 
until we see someone else do something and go, wait, how did you do that? How did you influence that person? How did you get them to a yes? How did you transform that relationship? Um, I, I had my landlord move in downstairs recently and he crossed a boundary with me big time. He would open the adjoining door and come into my space without notice. And, um, you know, initially I, I tried communicating and I tried talking with him and, and he said, I'm not asking you permission. I'm just, just telling you, this is how it's going to be. I was having a panic attack. And initially I called the police. You know, I did it reasonably calmly since I'm having a panic attack. And I said, hey, can you help mediate? Is there something you can do? And, and they did. They helped mediate. But I then used everything I had. Took me a couple of days. Used all the skills that I'd learned. And I transformed that relationship from him being an enemy downstairs where I'm calling the police to an ally who's picking up groceries for me in town. And I'm helping him carry his groceries. And like this guy became a... This guy became a friend, but I had to use everything that I had. I wish I'd had that when I was beginning. I wish I knew about revealing. I wish I knew about um, transparency. I wish I knew about vulnerability. I wish I knew about curiosity. These are the things I teach managers and, and uh, in sometimes vice presidents and directors so that they can have uh, a better time uh, being a leader within their company. Excellent. And we always like to ask our guests, what's their inner superpower that got them to this point? I think my transparency is my superpower. When I saw a landmark forum leader get up on stage and say, I'm terrified of people. I was blown away. I was thinking, you can say that? I would never admit that. Even if I became aware of it myself, I'd never tell anybody because I think they'd think less of me. But watching this guy on stage, I was so moved. And I, it's like, that's freedom. This guy has devoted his life to public speaking and he's terrified of people. And so I, since that moment, I tend to tell on myself, uh, even if it's something or especially if it's something that I'm ashamed of, I tend to speak it into the world so that I can bring some light to it. And I think that has people trust me because they get that I'm not going to hold back. And even if it's something I might lose something, I'll go and share it anyway. I say, Hey, I realize you may not want to talk to me anymore after I tell you this, but I want to let you know, this is something I did, or this is, you know, his, this is the truth. I think that would, that is a superpower. And I think some of the people in my life are in my life because they're drawn to that. And so many of my clients come because of how I show up and who I am. And some of the big names that I, I get to call a friend, um, like Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup oh, or yes. John, Gray, okay. John Gray from Mars and Venus. Um, I couldn't call Marion Williamson a friend, but I did ask her if she was single once. The reason I get to be with people like that, I think is because whenever I catch myself going towards subterfuge, I try and tell on myself. And, uh, and I think that's, I think that's trustworthy. Yeah, it is. It's very trustworthy actually. And that comes from 
the truthfulness that you have for your for yourself, the honesty, the integrity. And that's where it comes from. I find that many people are it's an issue where we tend to kind of not be so truthful to ourselves. Like we make promises to ourselves and we kind of break it, we make change plans. I'll do that tomorrow, I'll do that tomorrow, and then that tomorrow doesn't come. That is basically having that integrity and honesty with yourself. Being transparent, I think, is coming from there is that once you start becoming so truthful to yourself and what you're about and you have that inner cleansing going on and you that transformation, you just start becoming more transparent, more open, more real. Um, and it's such an amazing quality to have, especially in a mentorship as a coach. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely is one of the more um, – intriguing superpowers I've heard on the show so far. Um, it, we need more of that, especially in business. Yeah. Thank you. Can I mention another thing sure. that I think is a superpower? Yeah. In Landmark, they teach you um, the distinction of being unstoppable. And my mother used to say, she says that when I was a kid, the best way to get me to do something was tell me it couldn't be done. It's like red rag to a ball. So as an example, right now, Qantas Airlines, um, I jumped through some hoops to get some frequent flyer miles, 100,000 frequent flyer miles. I had to do all sorts of business hoops to get, these, uh, get this bonus when I got a credit card. Two years later, I go to check on the miles and I discover they've expired. I'm not very happy about that. I spent a few hundred dollars and you know some, some time to get that. And then I find out because I didn't keep the account active with one purchase. Yes. They're gone. Yes. Now I call them up and I ask them, would you consider reinstating them? Cause I, it wasn't made clear to me and I didn't read the fine print and I don't think that was very fair. And they said, all right, we'll get back to you. Nothing. So a month later I call up again and the guy says, all right, I, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. I'll go and check on this. Your chances aren't good, but I'll get back to you. Nothing. Now, be really easy to just give up. I'm not, I'm not willing to let this go. Sometimes I will for peace. But, um, and I had asked him, the last person didn't get back to me. Are you sure? And he said, yeah, nothing. So I called again. And this time they said they'd email me within 10 minutes and let me, you know, just so I had an email address and they got back and they, and the guy said, yeah, I'll get back to you Monday. Did not do it. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty annoyed, whatever, but I'm just, I'm just not willing to let go of it. So I wrote again and I pushed them and then they wrote back and said, Hey, we've reviewed it and we've decided we can't do it to be fair to everybody. Oh, really to be fair to everybody, you're not going to do it. So you screw everyone equally, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not willing to let go of it. So it's like, what can I do? What do I have at my disposal? I wrote again and I, and I tried a different tack. I said, this seems to be an unfair business practice and blah, blah, blah. And I, we'll see. I, I'll probably say no, but I listed all my options and I've got a lot of options. I, I went and looked online. What can you do in Australia if you want to complain about a company's practice? So the first thing I can find their form online and I can submit a formal complaint. That's one. Two, there's something called the AAAC. I don't even know what it does, but they handle uh, complaints about businesses. There's the Fair Trade Commission in my state. I can complain to them. Then there's um, the airline advocate. I didn't even know this existed, but they're there to facilitate complaints and get them handled. Didn't know about that. I can do that. 
And then the last option would be to take it to the small claims court and to see what I could do. Now, I don't know how far I'm going to go down this path. There comes a point at which it's not worth it, but I'm, I'm illustrating, I'm mentioning this to illustrate if you are unwilling to lose and you're unwilling to be stopped, you can come up with all sorts of ways and ideas. And you can ask a friend, you can ask a coach, you can ask a mentor, what else can I do? There might be something you never thought of. And sometimes the pure persistence is what will have someone else say, well, the first three times I was a no, but the fourth time I started reconsidering, you know, maybe I'm missing something. And the fifth time you got me to a yes. Right? Tony Robbins says in any sales situation, the person with the most certainty wins. So being unstoppable is another superpower that, that can be cultivated. Definitely. And having that persistence, what did it get for you? Like, did you actually, did it, did it resolve the situation? Like, did you actually get through to them in that situation? I've gotten through to them in the fact that I did finally get a response. It wasn't the response that I wanted. So that's something. Yeah. Um, but I'm not done. Sometimes when I call an airline, sometimes when I call, uh, yeah, I'm not, I know I'm not done with this project. Um, I, you know, I might file three different complaints, take me about half an hour and then just see what happens. Maybe someone will say, Hey, you know, you make some good points. We've decided on this one case, we're going to reinstate the miles. Yeah. It'll give me a business class ticket to Australia. Yeah. Um, oh, there was another thing that was popped into, into my head. So, no, I don't – you won't always get what you want, but you don't – I think a lot of people give up too easily because they just say, oh, well, it's not possible. Oh, that's what I was saying. Sometimes you call an airline and say, hey, I wanted to change the flight. I wonder if you could waive the fee. Um, and they say, no, you know, we can't do it. You could get stopped there. Um, here's a great question. You feel free to steal this word for word, listeners. Who would have the authority to waive the fee if they were feeling in a good mood today and, you know, were feeling generous? Who, had the, who would have the authority? And then they can often tell you who has the authority to do it because often the person you're talking to can't do it. And then they can tell you, say, what? Could you put could you put me onto them if they if they've got a minute? Could you put me on? Sometimes I'll do it, and then you just put it. Hey, look, you know, I wonder if you might be persuaded just in this case to make a, a one-off exception. Sometimes I'll hang up politely and I'll call and get a different operator, and they're willing to do it or they're willing to go uh, around it. So just don't be too quick to stop if it matters to you. And if you actually believe it, I actually believe it would be a fair and right thing for Qantas to reinstate those miles. I don't think it's fair. I think they buried it in the fine print because I'm a smart guy and I didn't see it in the offer. I didn't see it in the application that I had to maintain the account. And so I'm, I'm making that point. This, Shahid, this is what this is about for me. This is about self-expression. I don't think it's fair. I want my voice to be heard. If I go and complain three different places and they still come back with a no, I'll be at peace because I had my say. That's freedom. Sometimes you also get the result, and that's another mm -hmm. bonus. My brother-in-law had a uh, similar issue. Uh, he was collecting, 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 and then he was idle, and then all of a sudden he wanted to use it. And it was like two and a half years or something like that, and they they killed all of them. Like they just they said they're void. 
Um, we don't keep, if you're not active for more than a year or something like that, they'll take it away. So he didn't do anything about it, but yeah. Yeah. It happens, I guess. Yeah. There's a, there's a concept called being unwilling to lose. It's a very interesting concept. And I heard about this guy, Vic Baronco, who I've followed for many years. He created something called the Morehouse. This is again, this is an extreme example, but you get the idea. He was entering into a real estate contract with an agent and it was a big, thick contract. And the agent, you know, gave it to him. He said, yeah, read through this and sign it if you're good with it. And Vic opened a drawer, pulled out a gun and put the gun on top of the contract. And he said, is there anything in this contract I should be concerned about? And the agent said, let me take it back and have another look over it. Now, I'm not recommending you go and pull out a gun on people. This is an example of he was unwilling to lose. And if you, you're willing to stand up for yourself and be heard, I mean, now again, let's go to an extreme example, Gandhi. They told him, no, you can't have India back. He was unwilling to lose. Guy just kept going. That's how he showed up. Martin Luther King, guy was unwilling to lose. That's also um, a good word for this is dignity. Dignity uh, is a place to stand, which says my voice matters and I will be heard. Some people go too far. You can go over into the shadow of dignity where you are dominating and arrogant and belittling people and forcing your way. That's the shadow of dignity, but pure dignity. I have a dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And my voice will be heard. And, you know, I think over there is better than over here. What do you yeah. say? What do you say? Let's go. That's, dig that's dignity. Awesome. Awesome, David. You know what? It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Amazing conversation. It's probably uh, one of our longest episodes, actually. Um, so it was, uh, it was great to have you on the show. And are there any last recommendations or anything you could provide the audience that could help them? Yeah, I, I, I created a gift basket of goodies for listeners. So one thing is I have a cheat sheet on how to, how to get twice as much done in half the time. Be, because why not? We've only got a limited amount of time on the planet and I want you to make more money and I want you to have more time off. So to do that, we've got to get serious about productivity. I have that. I have a free training on how to double your revenue. And if something resonated for you in this call and you want to get on the phone with me for 15 minutes and see if we'd be a good fit and see if I can help you, there's a way to do that as well. And I created a special, special URL that'll take you to a hidden page on my website. And the URL is myfocusgift.com, myfocusgift.com. And also once you get to that page uh, in the menu, you can navigate to the care model that I mentioned earlier, C-A-R-E. Happy to, happy to uh, have you download that Great. for free well, well for tough conversations. Perfect, David. Thank you so much. An audience, he's an open book. He's, he's always available for you guys to contact him. Um, you know, obviously his information will always be in the show notes uh, under the episode and you can go ahead and connect with him. And also, uh, uh, we're also very honored that you're here with us, audience, and we love you and thank you for all your support. And again, David, thank you so much as well. 
Well, hey, it's such a pleasure to be be here on the show. And uh, I'm so inspired by your wings. I've been wanting wings myself. And I think now that I've played that song on the on the show, I wonder if I can get my own wings. Ah, and nice. There we go. If there you guys you are go. watching the video, wings I just of got freedom. My wings. wings of freedom. Woohoo. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, David. Have a have an awesome day. <laughs>